0: The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Intelligent, conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, 5'2" and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K.
1: Hump
2: Day. Hump
3: Day! Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show on this Hump Day. And at the end of last hour, we made the announcement that uh, DJ Potato Skins is... This is... He's getting over the hump from not just this Wednesday, but uh, the final week of him doing the Andrea K. Show and every other show that he does here at The Answer San Diego. Get him so him No, not get him out of here. Lock the doors from the outside so he can't get out.
4: (laughs) And whether you know, that's actually straight from a Star Wars movie. So there you go.
3: Okay. Uh yeah, actually I'm already getting some emails and responses from listeners and I'll read a couple of those after nice. uh, next break. Yeah, but uh now we got to bring in uh we got to move from call sign DJ Potato Skins to call sign Fighting Meadows because Wednesday means financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff who who does his show to uh, from us live typically from his backyard with a cigar. Uh financial thought red. doctor yeah, cooking up a prime rib. Are you there, Financial Thought Doctor, aka Fighting Meadows?
2: No, I'm totally lost. What is this thing about DJ Potato Skins?
3: Well, this thing is about DJ Potato Skins is that he's flying the coop. This is his last week. Tonight's the last show, Financial Thought Doctor of the Andre K. Show, in which you will be on with producer Noah.
4: Where's he going? Uh, well, that is for me to know and for uh, everyone else to wonder. But outside the world of radio,
3: yeah, he's moving on to uh, a different uh, a different assignment somewhere, oh, and we'll God. we'll leave that. Yeah, we'll leave that under wraps for now. But you know, just uh, to let you know that the God has new called new him elsewhere.
2: Is he buying a whole new wardrobe?
4: No. No. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna come bunk with you, o. Hoff. That's my job.
3: Is he buying a whole new wardrobe? <laughs> no, you're, he's so silly. <laughs> no, he's not buying a new wardrobe. Um, That's cause, big. yeah, so that, so he is staying here in San Diego. He doesn't have, it's not like he's got to go buy, you know, one of those Russian hats. What do they call those big Russian hats? Uh, yeah. You know, the one definitely
4: not buying one of those.
3: The big, the big furry Russian hat. Yeah. So anyway, so
2: um, be going
4: and producing music somewhere. Come on. No,
3: no, no. No, He's getting out of radio. That's not the gig.
4: I can tell you that.
3: No, because if, if he was staying in radio, I, he wouldn't, no. I wouldn't no let AK, him if
4: there. I was staying in radio, AK would not let me leave anyway. No, so. that wouldn't
3: be happening, there so no. <laughs>
4: All right. I well,
3: approve well. of his next assignment. I'll just put it that way. There Look, he's been 24 right, years say. in radio. You spent, I don't, I don't know how many years in the Navy before you moved into financial services. Sometimes, you know, you, you're being called elsewhere, right?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Well, we're going to so, miss
4: you. Don't I get you know, a prime rib dinner, right, El Hoff? You can cook me one?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You show up.
3: Yeah. You know what? You I got family to Arizona. in Arizona. Careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: there you go.
3: All right. So, well, I don't know anybody on this. Uh, we're going, rolling into Labor Day weekend, which is the last big weekend before everybody's back in school, summer's over. Typically, I'd be hearing all these people, O'Hoff, telling me about taking trips here and there, but at, at literally $6 a gallon of gas here in San Diego, I don't know anybody who's road tripping.
2: Well, you're absolutely correct. And that's our own damn fault. As Yeah, <laughs> I mean, our government has chosen this path, and it's idiocy, but the quarter well, let me tomorrow, and then we go into the fourth quarter, Yeah. and folks, I don't know about you, but I've seen this advertisement about how great Biden has been handling things, and I have to laugh out loud every yeah. time I see it. Have you seen it?
3: No, they're not running those ads here. They, well, they're not running them here in California because they know California is a permanent Democrat voting block. They're running those ads in Arizona because it's gone squishy. It's a purple state and they're trying to turn it blue. And so, you know, they're lying out their blue faces, you know, it's um to, to voters. Well, but here's the thing though, is that I, I don't know why they're bothering to waste their money on that because this is not a situation. It's, you can spin and lie about what happened in Hawaii and the wildfires. They can spin and try to blame the hurricane in Florida on climate change, but you can't spin the reality that he has been office in office for three years and the economy tanked and pretty much immediately. After he took office, in which he waged war on our energy sector. There's just no convincing the American people of that.
2: And the spin that they put on it is so unbelievable. I can't believe anyone. Because I talk with people here in Arizona all the time. And I tell you what, I wear an Arizona for Trump hat. And I get more comments from more people about it. Then you can believe, and it's mostly positive. It's mm-hmm. not always positive, but it's mostly positive. And and I tell you, most people that I talk to, whether it's the caregiver that I have, or whether it's a, uh, a a guy at the gas station or a guy at the grocery store and all that, it's very positive. They go. Gosh, we got to do something. We got to. They are experiencing the wrath of Biden economics. Yeah. And it's horrible. And there's no one out there that can say it's been better for them since he's taken office.
3: Well, I, I tell you, there are a few people that could say that Jeff Bezos, who's uh, who is, you know, um, the richest man in the world. I don't know, goes back and forth between him and Elon Musk. Uh, with the you know uh, whoever is in charge of Walmart these days, I don't know who took over for Sam Walton, but you know, you're you know, uh, Bill Gates, uh, Anthony Fauci has been better is off
2: buying up farmland all yeah. over the country. Yes.
3: Yeah. I mean the Bill Gates is of the world the billionaires I mean dur- during uh the um 2021 and 2022 the uh, the it, it wealth gap increased many 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 times over. That's what that's and that's what these liberal policies do. There and and so many of the American people are starting to wise up that, you know, Wall Street and these fat cats on Wall Street that uh the the left you know tries to demonize and say that they're republicans, those are actually they're democrats. Right. Because the, the, the only people that are benefiting from the binomics are the big fat cats on Wall Street, the limousine liberals, the big the big bank hanks of, of liberalism. It's not the little guy.
2: Totally, because they know where their their bread is being buttered and it right. is being buttered by the federal government. The you know, weaponization of the FBI the weaponization of the Justice Department, and all that other stuff. It's a full-on total attack against normal Americans.
3: And we're not hearing a lot lately, though, about bank failures. There was a while that there was a run up on bank failures. I'm glad that that's kind of calmed down a little bit. Um, but that certainly was in benefit as well to these big limousine liberals. They've benefited from it because that was diversity, equity, inclusion, ESG nonsense, where these, you know, venture capitalists were investing in these big risky green energy boondoggle situations. And then when it tanked, you know, the, the, biden administration said oh we'll cover you and we'll cover all all the deposits well that wasn't for the little guy so and you know and then when it comes to inflation um you know yeah that's only benefiting you know any of the the companies that are making money off the higher interest rates we're now looking at mortgage rates um Really increasing. So the, you know, the price of homes may be coming down, but if the monthly mortgage is jacked on because of the interest rates, that's not good. Um, next week, we've got somebody coming on that's going to talk about reverse mortgages. So I'm looking forward to that. Aren't you?
2: Yes. Because Don Graves, he is the most knowledgeable person over the last 20 years that I've come across that knows about reverse mortgages. And I'm telling you folks, you got to listen to it. Because if you're in a home and you're sitting there with a lot of equity in it, what does it do for you having a lot of equity in your home? And he points out the myth. So many people are afraid of reverse mortgages because they don't understand what it really works. Right. And I'm telling you this, he'll send you the master class or I'll send you. You call me or you email me and I will send you the master class that tells you the truth about one of the most underutilized assets that Americans have. And that's the equity in their home.
3: Well, but there, yeah, and, and, but, but, you know, there's a good way and a bad way to use equity in your, in your home.
2: Yes.
3: Uh, pulling a bunch of money out so that you can take trips and, you know, buy, you know, a bunch of toys, you know, might not be the best use given, you know, uh, the, the economy. But the reverse mortgage strategy and it has changed in the past couple of years. So I'm really excited that next week in the news you can use segment with, with, uh, Dave Elhoff that we're going to be getting into the reverse mortgages because there's there's so many people right now in their 50s, 60s, looking at retirement, worried about how they're going to live because there's, you know, and it kind of piggybacks in a way off of our Irma discussions and Irma solutions yes, um, because right. because it's a part of an overall strategy as you're looking at retirement as to what's going to happen How or how are you going to get hit with Irma? And I encourage everybody to go to financialthoughtdoctor.com, listen to the segments that we did on Irma, Elhoff has a formula he can use to show you what your exposure is. What the IRMA was about was them robbing your Social Security to pay for increases in Medicare. And there's a whole lot of things that can be coming down the road to hurt you and your retirement. But if you've got a lot of equity in your home, the reverse mortgage can help you with that and be a key strategy for that. Right, Elhoff?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And for the family, too. So it's yeah. something that, if utilized properly and structured properly, it's a win win on all areas.
3: Yes but there's a lot of details to it there's a lot of myths out there so definitely you're going to want to set your set your calendar you're going to want to tune in next Wednesday at 7 yeah. so you can learn about the reverse mortgages in the meantime go to financial thought doctor and he's got everything on his website there you can watch about the earnest solutions got it. and right and 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 it's a conversation with Elhoff your phone number Elhoff 619-548-0965
2: <laughs> all right, my dear. Call Have a great Labor day weekend absolutely bye T-
3: take it easy, all right, and you guys take a little break, and we'll be right back. don't go away.
0: this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program the station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program andrea kay telling you like it is while eating a donut too it's the andrea kay show on the answer san diego
2: hunter gay is about two things privilege and sleaze first the, the privilege President Biden and many members of the media lecture us incessantly about the injustice of uh, of privilege, especially so-called white privilege. But to me, that's like being lectured about gun safety by Alec Baldwin. (laughs) My man, Kennedy. I knew you'd enjoy that. that. Oh,
3: hilarious. All right, got a couple emails to read here. I know how you feel, Andrea. My co is retiring tomorrow, and we have worked together for 26 years. I, too, have heard Potato Skins on many other Salem broadcasts, including K-Praise. He is very talented and will be missed. So that was very from sweet. Sean. Yeah. Diane said, so uh, sad to hear that our Skins is leaving. You're awesome, and you will be so missed. Wahh. Cry sounds super sweet. <laughs> thank you, Diane. And, uh, Frankie says, God bless you, brother. Thank you for everything you've done. Wishing you the best in your future endeavors. Frankie.
4: Thanks, Frankie.
3: Yeah. So, and there's more coming in. So, um, you are loved, man. And, and that's why I didn't want to just wait to the last minute. I wanted to, everybody to have a chance, uh, to say goodbye and thank you for your, you know, all of your work and, uh, you will be missed for sure.
4: Oh, you know, I I might even call in on occasion. Who the heck knows?
3: Okay, um, you know, just you know, I, don't make me hang up on you. Don't be calling in with any any craziness when it comes to you know movies or anything like that. No,
4: I only speak the truth when it comes to movies, Andrea. You know me.
3: <laughs> um, there's a lawsuit today, a class action lawsuit against Burger King because they're saying that the Whopper ain't exactly a Whopper anymore, that it's more like a, what's the opposite word for being a Whopper? Um, a Whittle? Whittle. Say so
4: what? <laughs> I mean, I used and to I, like me a Whopper back in the day. It, it, it never sits right with me. When I've had them o- over the last couple of years, it's normally about one a year, and I don't feel so good after.
3: Yeah, you know what? I've never had a whopper in my entire life.
4: You, you know, you're picky about food. You and I share yeah. a lot of food stories. I don't I, you're not missing anything.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm picky. I don't like fast food burgers. It's just never it's a been my thing. It's a typical fast food
4: burger. I don't think you did. Yeah, it. I'm
3: not a fast food burger person and I've always, you know, uh, when it comes to fast food, you know, there was always too many KFCs around and Popeyes fried chicken oh, for speak me. Oh, my bother language. With. Yeah. Yeah. So why would I bother as a kid, you know, with, with, uh, you know, McDonald's or anything like that? Um, so, um, but, you know, people love them, right? Just like people love the Big Mac. Oh, they're but, iconic. You know, if, yeah. And, but, it, and if you've got a name like Whopper it, you know, it, because it's supposed to be big.
4: You, you hear you know, Whopper and you're thinking this burger is going to fill me for the next two meals
3: right when you when you buy something that's got whopper in the name, you're expected big, right? And when it comes out like tinky, when it comes out like a little white castle, a little bite size or whatever, it's like no, that's like false advertisement. So but that's the shrinkflation that's happening everywhere, right? Um, oh yeah,
4: I mean, you buy you know whatever packages that you're buying, you're getting about half as much
3: at least. I bought a loaf of bread today. it was like 699 for a loaf of bread. And no, it was three ninety nine for a loaf of bread because I went generic. I didn't want the I didn't want the the fancy name brand. Yep. And it's half of what a loaf is. Of course. To be. I used to I used to eat one slice of bread at a normal loaf, and I would cut it in half and make a sandwich. Now, two. I'm having to eat two slices. So even so it's so the the, it's it's may even be a fourth of the size that it used to be because the sizes of the of the bread are smaller. You know, one thing I've noticed too, Andrew,
4: you go to a lot of these fast food places and there used to be you used to have the dollar menu. So you might not have too much money, but you could go Mm -hmm. there for a couple of bucks, you could feed yourself. Most of those they they call them value menus now. They're not dollar menus because most things are still they're almost like three dollars an item when you go just on that menu.
3: And when I would have to, when I was a a traveling sales rep and I was roaming all around, I I had to eat some fast food because it's like, you know, what was I going to do? You know, I wasn't near my house to cook a meal. Sometimes there's no choice. Yeah, sometimes there's no choice. And so what I would typically get is the kid's meal. And, you know, when I would get in kid's meals, it was like $1.99, $2.99. They're like seven bucks now for a kid's meal. Oh, they're expensive. And there's like no food in it. You know, I would and, and that would be enough for me. I'd go to Jack in the Box and get the chicken fingers and I get, you know, kids meal and it would be chickens, two chicken strips and a little thing of fries and and then a small Diet Coke for buck ninety nine. That's a, that's fine. But six ninety nine now it's it's just insane. Well, it was for a and, while.
4: I mean, in and out almost seemed unaffected by the prices. They had the same prices for a very long period of time. Now, since, you know, by has you know, taken shape, they've had to raise their prices, too
3: everybody has. And so, and now what's going to happen when you have these class action lawsuits taking place, um, you know, it's just, it's just going to continue to, you know, jack the prices uh, for everybody else. So uh, there was something that was happening. We've got Labor Day coming up. There was something happening recently. Um, Oh, I know what it was. There was a story that was coming out that both um, Harvard University, um, uh, was, uh, being, uh, uh, coming under some fire because their grad students were being paid like $40,000 a year and they wanted, and the the pay increase they got wasn't enough compared to the cost of living in Boston. And so Harvard's response was, well, go apply for SNAP, go apply for food stamps, right? And everybody was outraged. Well, Harvard's got this big endowment. And they were also criticizing saying, well, you know, Harvard is now like Walmart to where, you know, people at working at the, the, the employer with the greatest number of people that are still on government assistance is employees from Walmart. But, but, and I had to push back. I was on a panel on Newsmax about this last Saturday or the Saturday before. And I said, you know, I, I you know, look, here's the deal. As a grad student, you're being paid as a grad student because you're also getting a, a college education at the time and you're doing it's like a part time gig. Why would anybody expect to be paid, what, like 150 a year to be a grad student where you're grading papers as a teacher's assistant? You know, no. Same thing with Walmart. We've got to stop sending the message to people that working a cash register or bagging groceries is a head of household job.
4: Yeah, you should be going should. into these things knowing, okay, great opportunity. Uh, you're going to have to work your butt off, but you can't make a solid living off of it.
3: No. These jobs were never meant to be head of household jobs. I was running a cash register at Fasulo Drugs when I was a senior in high school. So, so minimum wage was fine because I was only working 20 hours a week because I was in high school. I was a high school kid. There was nobody there working. At Fasulo Drugs, who was married with kids, except the manager and the pharmacist. The rest of us were all a bunch of little part-time college or high school students working towards something else. All right, we're going to take a break. As we are rolling into the anniversary of September 11th, wait till you hear what's about to take place in New York City. We're going to talk about that when we come back.
0: A.K. Dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. As we are rolling into uh, the anniversary of nine eleven, remember we talked to Todd Benzman last night about the uh, ISIS smuggler, or the, the smuggler with ISIS ties who was smuggling in a bunch of Uzbekistanis, uh which is a country that fosters terrorism uh Joe Biden has announced he's he's going to be doing a some type of event or he will be recognizing the anniversary of 9/11 from Alaska Skins, can you tell me was there a did, did a plane take down a building in Alaska that I'm not aware of
4: yeah, uh, all the, you know, many things unfortunately happened in 9-11, and I don't think Alaska had anything uh, to do with that particular day.
3: Yeah, I thought maybe I'd missed it, but no. I no, you're good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the the mosque near Ground Zero ever got built, but here's what's uh, just been announced, probably just in time for 9-11, The um, Muslim call to prayer will ring out more freely in New York City under new guidelines announced Tuesday, just yesterday, by Mayor Eric Adams, which he said should foster a spirit of inclusivity because as rush limbaugh said after 911 muslims took down the twin towers and uh, flew a plane into the pentagon and a plane uh turned a bunch of passengers into dust in shanksville and we've been apologizing to islam ever since so because that's what the focus is supposed to be on inclusivity so under the new rules, Adam said mosques will not even need a special permit skins to publicly broadcast the Islamic call to prayer or the adhan on Fridays and at sundown during the holy month of Ramadan.
4: It's almost a slap in the face. Uh, no, not, yeah. not almost. It's a slap in the it face is. of everybody that lost their lives that day.
3: Not to mention the fact that we don't have Christmas on a school calendar anywhere in this country anymore. Where there's probably still a battle going on to have the cross up at Mount Soledad here. We have people complaining and can't even have Christmas displays anywhere. We don't, and nobody said to me, not one time did any store say to me, this past Christmas season, Merry Christmas. Christmas has been wiped out of the United States of America and we're going to be broadcasting the Muslim call to prayer in New York City. If that was a Christian invocation. If people were singing softly and tenderly, well, that was always one of my favorite. Um, or just as I am, are, are you familiar with that hymn? Yeah. In the, it, it, yeah, in the South, when, when we do, um, you know, an invocation, that's when we invite people to accept Jesus. We all so- softly sing a song as people are thinking and pondering, or maybe they're going down to the front of church and somebody's praying over them, just as I am. Oh my gosh, that just, that's a song that will bring tears to my eyes. But that's played inside churches. It's not broadcast over public speakers. They're turning us into a Muslim country. And there's a reason why the Democrats have been doing that. And I've been saying this for decades. It's because the Democrats are partnering with the Islamists because the Islamists share uh, the same ideology of a centralized system of government. This should be disturbing to everybody. The police department's community affairs bureau will work with mosques to communicate the new guidelines and ensure that devices used to broadcast the Adan are set to appropriate decibel levels. Have you? (laughs) What's the appropriate decibel level skins for somebody forcing their religious song onto me? This is noise pollution. As an American citizen, every American citizen should have the right to walk around freely in public and not have somebody else's religion being forced on them.
4: Yeah, it's just—I uh, I, I mean, you I mean you hit the nail right on the head as far as like you know, like when you're listening to music at, at at churches. I mean, normally you have to go into the building in order to be able to hear that type of worship. Why is it? Why is this different?
3: Yeah. Um, houses of worship, according to this AP article, houses of worship can broadcast up to 10 decibels over the ambient sound level. <sighs> Quote, for far too long, there has been a feeling that our communities are not allowed to amplify their calls to prayer. Is he Muslim? I'm not aware that he's Muslim. But what is our communities? This is the United States of America. We're not an Islamic country. And Islam should have long been declared a political ideology that has a religious component. Quite frankly, they hide behind that religious component in order to take us over from within. And George W. Bush kowtowed to this movement. For all of his bluster, for all of his standing on the rubble, those that took down these towers, they're going to hear from all of us soon. Uh, you know, what a phony he was. He paved the way for this. He, he was part of the idea that it was uh, just some just Al Qaeda, not an ideology. Right. And that if we just uh, if if we just showed them how the greatness of America and dedicated trillions of dollars in treasure in American lives, suddenly they would love us, in other words, it was our fault that they hated us because nobody ever wanted to recognize the reality of the situation, but i 'm willing to say it well, actually some are Brigitte Gabriel, we need to have her back on before nine eleven he goes on to say, today we are cutting red tape and saying clearly that mosques and houses of worship are free to amplify their call to prayer on Fridays and during Ramadan without a permit necessary. Nobody but mosques, and, and I hate that too, because houses of worship don't have call to prayer on Fridays. Only mosques do. Well, they know that. They know that. They don't even have to have a permit now you got to have a permit everywhere around this country to sell some lemonade on the side of the street. But mosques don't have to have any permission whatsoever to shove their religion on us. An ideology and a religion that subjugates women. That the majority of them are happy and want Sharia imposed in this country. Flanked by Muslim leaders at a city hall news conference, Adams said Muslim New Yorkers will not live in the shadows of the American dream while I am mayor of the city of New York. The article goes on to say the Adan is a familiar sound in majority Muslim countries, but is heard less frequently in the U.S. Uh, Yeah, because we're not a Muslim country. This shouldn't be happening here. Have you heard this story anywhere else, Skins? Nope. Right. Nobody else is talking about it. This is, this is very dangerous for our country. This is, this is them winning. This is them winning. Oh, what else did the article have to say here? Um, that Minneapolis, oh, it did go on to say that Minneapolis has Muslim calls to prayer. Well, of course. I think also Dearbornistan in Michigan, Dearbornistan, I think does as well. This is the slow takedown of the United States of America. This is where, I mean, the Muslim Brotherhood, we can't get the Muslim Brotherhood declared a terrorist organization, even though their manifesto clearly stated their goal was to replace the Bible with the Quran. You think you're going to go to a Muslim country and tell them that you know you're you're you don't you you're going to not uh, play their um, Muslim you don't want to hear the Muslim call to prayer you want you want to hear Cece Winans and one of her Christian songs or Lauren Daigle played over over a loudspeaker see how well that's going to go <laughs> go over to Iran and and don't cover your head and see how that goes. See if the morality police don't come up and smack you across the face, lady, because you got a hair hanging down from under your chador. That's how they roll. And they about to be rolling all over us. Um, Speaking of insane, did you hear what John Mellencamp had to say? we're going to talk about it when we come back from the break. John the great your great political philosopher John Mellencamp has spoken and we're going to talk about that when we come back.
0: Politics and current events. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Tom is on the line. He wants to weigh in on uh, the story we were just talking about, which is Muslim call to prayer in New York City. Hey, Tom, welcome
1: to the show. Hey, how you doing, Andrea? Awesome. Hey, just really quick. You know, people, if they really stop and look at the comparisons between Islam and the, and the Muslims and the left and how they both think there's so many similarities, it's uncanny. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the women here are being uh, the notion of a woman is being eliminated over there. They're treated as property. Same Mm -hmm. with kids. And and the other thing is they're very dictatorial loyalty over competence. Um, I mean, there's so many things that if uh, Islam took over here, a lot of people I don't think would really mind that bad well you're
3: right I hadn't even thought about it but I'm flashing uh, the the thing about children right uh, what's going on in Sharia female genital mutilation of children right uh, we've Absolutely. got genital mutilation of children going on here what else is in, in uh, the Islamic culture child brides I think at the age of nine we actually brought knowingly the military brought after the Afghanistan debacle of an exit they were literally putting grown men and little girls on Plains, knowing they were being brought here as child brides. We have Democrats in this country that stopped legislation banning female genital mutilation. We have courts in the United States that recognize Sharia law, which subjugates women. So you're right. I mean, the subjugation of women, the sexualizing of children, the genital mutilation of children, um, the, the, the dictatorial mindset of um rulers the peasants versus the elites because in these majority muslim countries where you've got you know the rulers the imams as well as like the um the royal family the al Saud family they're uber wealthy and then there's the peasants right i hadn't thought yeah. about that you're so right tom there's so many so many uh, um parallels and so many similarities
1: well, the other thing is they hate our God and they hate uh and and Christ is, is is less than God, you got that. And and um and they both hate the Bible and um you know there's the old saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what she says yeah. And, yeah, I mean, uh,
3: yeah, I mean, and because in the end, the Democrats are wanting to partner with the Islamists here, but in the end, you know, um the Islamists, you, you know, aim to win out, right? Because yeah. uh the Democrats the, the Democrats are really more straight up communist, and they don't want God in society. The Islamists want God, and they want it to be their God, and in these Islamic countries. Um, their religious – it is an, a political ideology, but their religious component of it and Sharia and all that is a part of their political system, and that's what they want ultimately to take root here. Now, of course, we have to give the disclaimer that not all Muslims agree with that, but in the words of Brigitte Gabriel – Uh, When it comes to the moderate Muslims, they don't matter in this conversation because they're not doing anything to stop the problem. So uh, I'm not going to acknowledge them, recognize them or deal with them because they're sitting back and letting it happen in this country. So
1: If, if if you get a chance, look up what's called the Pact of Omar. And it was 24 things, I believe it was, that. When the Muslims overran the Christian nations and the Jewish uh, communities, it was twenty-four things they were not allowed to do, and it's it's startling. It's interesting. I'll Um, have to check that out. What's that called? They call it the Pact of Omar. It's something like that. For you know, like for example, you could if you had a wall in your church that broke down, you weren't allowed to repair it. Uh, You could not have a house higher than theirs. all kinds of stuff like that. It's it's really interesting.
3: Yeah. I'm aware. That, I'm that wondering if that includes there. like, is that, that include like the Jizya tax where, you know, um, a, yeah. yeah. Non-Muslims have to pay a tax because you're lesser than. Um, you yeah. 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 I'll have to check into that. Um, yeah. You know, since you know our government now says that that uh, it, the Islamic terror threat is gone and the greatest threat to this country is the proud boys and that are, you know the what quote white supremacist teachers speaking up at school meetings, um, you know that's something else I think that's in line with you know that, that the Democrats share with the Islamists because basically we're infidels because we don't agree with everything that they want. And if you don't go along with their narrative, like if you're a woman over there in in Tehran and you don't have your hair, you got a hair fall out, the morality police are going to come up and smack you or, or arrest you. And, you know, we've got, you know, the FBI and the DOJ is acting as the morality police right now, literally throwing Americans into jail for their beliefs. Absolutely.
1: And, yeah. And so
3: parallels, it's,
1: it, parallels are uncanny.
3: Yeah. And thank you for calling in, Tom. I appreciate that so much. Well, I have the smartest listeners. Appreciate you. Thank you. Um, all right. So uh, on tomorrow night show on Thursday, I, mean, I you know what? I can't remember if it's tomorrow night or Friday. We've got Winsome Sears is going to be here first time on the Andrea K. Show. She's a lieutenant governor in Virginia. Um and af- African-American. She's been a good voice in a lot of ways. There's some, been some things I felt like she's been a little squishy on, like with election integrity. So I'm looking forward to talking to her. Um, I might, uh, whether it's tomorrow night or Friday, I can't wait to ask her about John Mellencamp's Uh, comments that... How did he put it today? I don't know if you heard the skins. I mean, he was on with um, Bill Maher, and he said something so ridiculously stupid. He said something along the lines of um, that only one or 2% of black people in America have it any better than the slaves did 200 years ago. (laughs) Only... Like 98% of black Americans in this country... Are the same or worse off than slaves? He went on to say something like something stupid about, um, you know, um, going from the cotton fields to playing fields. And Bill Maher was like, well, I don't know about that. He says, I would say that, um, playing the fields are a lot better than the cotton fields. Uh, he said, maybe I'm crazy, John, but it seems like making no money as a slave picking cotton. It was not as good as playing left field for the Yankees. Um, just, you know, I mean, the, the, the stupidity of some of these Hollywood celebrities, the pandering to the African American vote, the, the, the racism involved with that kind of a comment is just astounding to me. This, this from a guy who was John Cougar, then he was John Cougar Mellencamp, and then he was John Mellencamp. By the way, disclaimer, I actually saw, um... John, When he was John Cougar Mellencamp, I saw him open for Hart back in the day when I that was That one must LSU. have been a good show. It was an amazing show. It was an amazing show. That was a great concert. And uh, as great as John Cougar Mellencamp was, Hart was even better. That Ann Wilson's voice was just absolutely spectacular. Have you ever seen her, her version, Hart's version of Stairway to Heaven?
4: Oh no! I did not know that. Uh, oh that, my that gosh! Was done.
3: When Led Zeppelin was given the award or whatever that is for the Lincoln Center honors or whatever that it was, Hart came and did a version of Stairway to Heaven that brought tears to Led Zeppelin. Oh wow! Eyes. It was unbelievable. I'm going to check it out on the way home. Yeah, you got to check it out on the way home. And when are you going to start watching your night gallery episodes?
4: Oh, uh, when it comes in the mail, it's still uh, being shipped. I can't wait to dive in.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a headline on Drudge today saying, did, Has Hollywood like self destructed with this whole sag, you know, and after a uh, thing? That was a headline today. And I'm like, We were just talking about that last night. Who needs them when you can order DVDs of night gallery and right? watch amazing content? Right.
4: Too much good stuff out there from the past. Yeah.
3: And when you can listen to the podcast of the AK show. Right? All right. Love you all. Peace out. Happy hump day. We'll see you tomorrow right here 6 p.m. Pacific time.